on today's Homo Superior, uh, which one of you, oh, yeah, which one of us would okay. you want living inside your chest? Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where spoops, I did it again, issue 306, I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brett Wingate. This week, we at Homo Superior recognize that Thanksgiving as a holiday isn't enough to constitute its own season. Frankly, it's the bitch seat of year-end celebrations. People always complain about how much Christmas encroaches in on the rest of the year and it's clear thanksgiving isn't doing its part to hold back mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you so we're continuing our spooky coverage with our spoopsy november it's everything you love but slightly spookier and slightly stupider slightly it's not even a new segment by the way (laughs) we've literally (laughs) been doing this go check the tapes we've been doing spoopsy november since year five i've never heard of it (laughs) (laughs) it's ryan's fault almost exclusively happy spoopsy uh also this week clark's got something watch out and some of it is news (laughs) some of it yeah Uh, did i write that uh, yeah. Spoilers for this week's Loki, but Victor Timely gets spaghettified, which Ryan thinks means he <laughs> went to Olive Garden. Uh, we descend toward the end of X-Men, the animated series, so climb into the chaos with us. And then there are issues and plugs, and plugs and issues. But first, there's housekeeping. Yeah, so uh, Brent and I were able to be guests on the Progressively Horrified podcast. Did you say Brent and I? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> The Horror Review Podcast that holds horror up to standards it never agreed to. Uh, we got to join the creator crush guest that we had on. but really Joey-in. Joey-in. <laughs> but the, uh, they are the progressively horrified co-hosts, so Ben Kahn as well as Jeremy Whitley. They're both creator crushes. You can listen to those on our podcast right now. Uh, but we were there to talk about Evil Dead Rise, the latest in Ramey and Campbell's cult classic series. Brent, what did you think of the actual movie? It is... It was hard to know if I was missing something because I don't know much about uh, Evil Dead. But you know, Dead. you love me. What? I don't know. I much. heard you. Mm, Anyways, I so uh, I don't know if Thank it was because you, of Evil Dead. I'm not. A, I don't know enough about the lore, or if this is just like something I'm gonna hate about a movie. Like the the opening shot is this like swimming through the forest is like. Oh, it's a it's a spooky. That, you're, that's you're the fun. vibe. Of I, it's the, an I, yeah, yeah iconography. Mm. Of and I'm like, I hate this so much. Yeah. And then I learned that that was like something that's Did beloved. You, but guess what? Too. It was just a drone. Yeah, it was just a drone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. All rules are off. But no, it was a really good breakdown. The podcast itself is wonderful. Uh, ben and Jeremy and I believe there's a usually a third co-host. Um, are absolutely really fun. So you go through the entire movie. We talk and recap kind of a lot of the sequences, a lot of the events, and then we digest it through lenses of, you know, how it treats women, how it treats queer characters, characters of color. Um, It was just a very cool, fun way to do a horror movie. And it's amazing what we managed to squeeze out of that, particularly Brent. You had a lot of extreme thoughts on how this could really be thoughtful. I think my all my thoughts were well-sourced, and I was able to use exegesis, which is real, (laughs) to get stuff out of the text of the movie to defend myself, even though I was attacked 
for not being credible or reasonable. Just like okay. the real Jesus. Yeah. So, well, well, and well, also, it, thank you for bringing Jesus into it. So you brought it back to this podcast the way, that we have right Jesus here, which is we are a Jesus, Jesus podcast. <laughs> what is exo-Jesus? Exo-Jesus is when you're, is the interpretation you pull from text. That sounds like a fun video game, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like an X-Men title coming out it's next the, year. It's the sequel to it was, Squad. It was a uh, game show in the 70s, XO Jesus, where you have to play tic tac toe. Jesus kisses a bunch of people, and then you have to guess who. Yeah. 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 I thought it was an exoskeleton that's just shaped like Jesus. Yeah. That you, that you, you only win when you get the stigmata. And you cover all this on that podcast. There I can't wait listen. to listen to it now. You can find it on Spotify and wherever podcasts are listened to. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think that even cool. if you have not seen Evil Dead Rise, you would enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some spoopsy stuff of our own. We, uh, we had a Halloween. On Tuesday, everyone did. They are legally mandated to. Yeah. Mm, uh, what did y'all do for your Halloweens? What what was there anything that ha- interesting happened that uh, you'd like to share with our listeners? I was able to disappoint uh, all my coworkers. Yes, because <laughs> you can. So you can start. I'm stalling for time, <laughs> so you guys don't have to look at your fucking elbows and think about what. what well, would give I us say? an example. Like what? What would someone do on Halloween, cool. Brant? I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> I disappointed all my coworkers. <laughs> Because they do a yearly costume thing yeah. where they all get together and take a photo. And some of them do a group photo. Others get their own costume thing in their head. But what happens is that because I'm a quote-unquote character in my office, people always assume I go really hard on an office Halloween costume. So what happens is that there's like a parade throughout the day of people coming over to me specifically and saying, oh, you didn't wear anything? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> What is your office vibe, and how is it different from this one? It's very similar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just you, is the, what you're the saying. The only yeah. difference what is a that they, <laughs> they don't have access to my Instagram account. Oh. Uh, uh, so they, they can't those, see that charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah. how are they going to see food? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, in case anything, you know, gets posted on there. I don't. Gotcha. Who knows? That's cool. So I uh, decided to take it easy on Halloween since it was a Tuesday, and it feels like October was just a very busy month. Mm-hmm. But Saturday night, uh, I DJed at a local bar called Number 9, and our friend Casey Beyonce, who's a drag queen, hosted a costume contest. And one of my favorite moments was uh, one of the contestants, or actually it was a group of contestants, they all uh, uh, contested as one. They were a bunch of Mario characters, like Mario, Luigi, Wario, all that. And KC, who Adam and Brent know very well, just shouted at me. Know. You also know her. Uh, shouted at me. Too. You, <laughs> we all know, we all know we her. We can't keep trampling on each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? But to be fair, Clark does know her. Oh, okay. Biblically. No, at I one, don't. Shut up. Hey, at you're, one the, you're point, the one who said it. At one point, uh, Casey just yelled at me in the in the DJ booth and goes, play something Mario. And luckily, I had the Super Mario theme. And so uh, I just like, <laughs> I don't know why I <laughs> had great. it, but I just played it. And then um, we had like a group of like the, the group of Mario characters just skipping up and down this bar. It was just a really cute moment. So that was like my favorite Halloween memory this past year. You know what I was randomly humming to myself was the second world when they go underground into like the tunnels and stuff. For some reason, that was in my head today. I was just humming it to myself. Do you ever do the underwater music? That's always my favorite. That one's too stressful. That one's way too stressful. I live my life when you get a star. That's... 
usually the level I. <laughs> the the cocaine of the game. Yeah. <laughs> what about the one in the third one where you got the wings and you're flying over everything and the evil sun is attacking you? Too oh, spooky. Oh yeah. Too spooky. Like I can't deal with that. Well, um. So uh, didn't really do much on the actual day. Just kind of. I turned the lights down. I lit a bunch of candles. Oh, you had a seance. You know. Yeah, re- really, really did a voodoo to all of all of you Ripped guys. Ripped out a rabbit's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ate it delish, guys. Yeah. Um, so, but for Saturday, I really loved my outfit. I really invested a lot in shaving cream and a blue robe. Um, I went as Mrs. Doubtfire, and then a close friend of mine also went as Mrs. Doubtfire, but a different it. one. Does Clark know who this close friend is? Because we need to go. Yeah, through I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> who is yeah. that, guys? And feel free to <laughs> shout out anything. Uh, I am my also close friends with this close friend <laughs> that Ryan is talking about. He's okay. So we, uh, so we were double Doubtfire, ing about, <laughs> and uh, so I was the hello when you like what when she got out of the fridge, but. The secret to what she actually did on set, which I found out, um, it was not, in fact, cake on her face. Mm-hmm. It was cake on my face for thinking it was because it was actually <laughs> shaving cream that sh- they just put yeah. on there because it clumps a little bit better. So I went to a, a party and just had shaving cream on my face. And honestly, I gave the mask to a lot of people. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is the friend that I know, did he have like the drive-by fruiting with, with he had limes in his hand or something? No, but oh, he did should've. flaming Someone should have had that. But you oh, you did the flaming tits. Yeah, you'll yeah. Need a third In one this day and age, I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> Drive by <laughs> fruiting. So, uh, yeah. can I ask a practical question about how the of course. your Please. costume was generated? Who decided to go as Mrs. Doubtfire, and who was the person who's like, "Oh, you're doing Mrs. Doubtfire. It makes sense for two people to go." We as Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, so we were at Kaylin's birthday, and we <clears> we both said, "What if we went as Mrs. Doubtfire? Who would be Mrs. Doubtfire?" And I said. <laughs> so we're both Mrs. Delphire in different moments in time. And I mean, I think there's still we didn't even do the vacuum, Mrs. Delphire. So there's a lot. Oh, there's a lot that's more next year, baby. Figures, yeah. You know? Oh, going as the doubts fire. There's <laughs> a whole array. Yeah. And you can do like a crossover with the shining with the two girls. But it's two Mrs. Doubtfires while <laughs> somebody is like in a little fire. tricycle, like going down yeah. the hallway. Someone dressed up as Sally Field. Jeffrey. I think it'd be funny to go. You go as Mrs. Doubtfire. And then I go as Ryan Crawl. And so throughout the party, you show Similar up and then have voice. to go into a different room for Ryan Crawl to come out as like, <laughs> no, it's I'm not Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just me, regular Ryan Crawl. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a lot of payoff for the Ryan Crawl outfit. <laughs> I think a lot of people won't get that. Costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did I, you do? I, I did much of nothing. So I did watch two horror movies. I took it easy on Tuesday. I watched... Um, Totally Killer, which I enjoyed. <gasps> I watched it on Tuesday, too. Oh it was God. so good. Right? I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It was like, it's, I still think like Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2, you are better because it's kind of the same group, but I did. Fun. It was a, really cute. I really enjoyed it. And then we watched Cobweb as well, which is with Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr playing mm-hmm. fucking crazy people. So you definitely want to sign up to watch this if you are a big fan of Anthony Starr's crazy rant in Europe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so there you go. Check it out. It's like, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but it has got like a couple decent twists and turns. It's not the greatest movie, but you're like, ah. How did you watch Halloween it? Story. It's on Hulu for Totally Out Killer is on Prime, and then Hulu has Cobweb. Gotcha. So this week, I was up in Front Royal. I was hanging out with Kaylin's friend, my five-year-old niece, Amara. And all of us were supposed to go, my parents, my niece, my cousin, uh, and everybody, my blah, blah, blah. Anyways, 
everyone canceled except for myself and my sister-in-law. So there was like the three of us just wandering the streets, basically. Amar gave up after 30 minutes. It was her first Halloween, so I just started taking candy from places and just like, well, it was like 8.30 at night, too, so shy. fuck it. And that's all we fucking did. I don't know. Very low-key Halloween what, this year. What's the, what's the candy of choice? She likes chocolate, and I like gummies, so we, we got uh, to split uh, things up well. You got your chocolate my gummies. <laughs> you got your gummies and my chocolate. Do Those both of you hate chocolate-covered gummy bears, though? I mean, I do. I don't know whether I don't she like does. them either. I'm like, who likes who, those? Who they used to be a huge seller when I worked you know the candy what, store in high school. You know what is great though? That like chocolate pudding with the gummy bears in it though. Wow. Oh, see, I don't like. I hate. Like, I love like no. yeah, dirt the pudding and then like dirt or like oh, baby, the, gum, the gummy worms poo. and the dirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I was like, wait, no, baby poo does not have worms. <laughs> Brent, you're a chef. You should make that sometime. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are those horrible malt um, malt balls? That the whoppers. Yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of whoppers. Whoppers is not. A good candy. Yeah, chalky shit. M- milk duds are the worst. Yeah. Yuck, Those just tear your teeth up. Yeah. Bit of honey. Well, Those we hope you had a much more interesting <laughs> Halloween than <laughs> us. <Yeah. laughs> <We're not laughs> We're not doing a candy break, but what we are doing is Clark's got something. Oh, yeah. So I did do something else this week. What'd you do? Uh, so I'll just say a week ago, my brother, uh, he has a new band in the Winchester area, and they had a concert at the, um, the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley. Mm hmm. And it turns out that they have an exhibit that's an Alex Ross exhibit. Whoa, like that the artist? Has like, yeah, like 40 different like prints that he d- drew. And like, well, I don't know if he inked them or who the fuck knows or colored them. But it's like original works. And then he has mm-hmm. his original sketches. He's got like childhood drawings of him at like drawings like as with Spider-Man characters. It's fantastic. Oh, that's wild. That's so it's, cool. it's there until February 18th. And you should go. I mean, it is in Winchester, which is a good hour away from that'd be fun to a little like yeah day trip out there what state is winchester virginia okay it's 30 minutes from front royal um but hour and a half from dc anyways it's really good it's um, i'm gonna i'll post some stuff on our instagram a video of it and the it's the museum and everything was originally it was a property that went through a family since the 1600s and the last one was like this gay couple actually it was kind of a gay thruple but anyways, oh. and then when the last Quadruple. one died, <laughs> when the last it's one died, <laughs> there was actually ten people. When the last one died, like they, he gave the place, his house, and all this shit to the museum. So uh. thank you, Gaze, for giving me Alex Ross. <laughs> Alex Ross is the illustrator for Marvels and Kingdom Come. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, very it's such talented gorgeous. Guy. It's, it's so fantastic. epic looking. Yeah. It's yeah. so gorgeous. It's beautiful. He also uses a lot of human models for his stuff, like uh, the. Uh, uh, sort of the point of view character in Kingdom Come, who is like a like a minister, was modeled after his dad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There that's are a lot fun. of busts as well that he um, oh, created. Oh, that's so cool. Nice. We should uh, yeah, we'll bust. put some photos on our. Uh, yeah, there's accounts. his original Spidey art that he did when he was like seven years old. That's adorable. Yeah, it's so it's fun. awesome. It's really good. I got a shit ton of pictures of just every freaking one that possibly is there. So every talented. single character. It's beautiful. He's a nice guy. Anyways, too. I'll post some stuff. You guys should go. Okay. Yeah. Without me, fun. without me. Extra, extra, read all about it. Oh, I get to continue to talk. It's Clark still talking now. Oh, no, this is a good hour of me talking so far. All right. There's news that's happened, and we all heard the news. <laughs> uh, so the end of the Krakoan era is near. In March, Kieran, as I excellent wrote, Gilena, <laughs> Kieran Gillen and Luca Moresca will bring us X-Men Forever, described as mutantum's spectacular rebirth. 
It will tie everything together, especially with uh, Memorial X-Men, with the Dominion, the Escape from the White White Hot Room, the Quiet Council Machinations, the Phoenix bleeding out into nothing, (laughs) and Mysteries Revealed in Spades. The four-issue miniseries presumably lines up with the end of the era. So come July, will we have a whole new remit? Um, What storylines are you most looking forward to in this? All the tie-ups. And what the hell is Phoenix bleeding out into nothing? Well, I I mean, are they... Talking about Jean Grey? Or like well, yeah, yeah, but what the the actual phrasing? What? Like well, yeah, it is a bit odd. <laughs> Not the picture of her like dying just on the actually cover bleeding. Yeah, magazine, yeah, on the issue. Um, I mean, I am definitely more excited for Dominion. I feel like there's so much more left to tell, and I'm kind of sad that it's ending. But I I'm really happy that they are putting the full effort into closing the story out and tying up loose ends so they can start anew. And I'll leave things hanging. I'm excited for killing a digital god. Yeah. Interesting. It feels like, you know, like they've been leading to this for a lot of time uh, for like a long time. So, like, I'm excited to see how that actually pans out. Now, what is they it? alluded to it in Hawks and Pox so much that I'm like, I want to see it to come to fruition in some way because they don't really t- touch on it in Crico and Age. No. So they're digital gods. Are they supposed to, to wake up every day well, and just go, we got to kill a digital guy? in Hawks and Pox how like it, like it was becoming more sentient and it was just going to space and all that shit? Um, yeah. I mean, it's all Dominion stuff, yeah. Digital, a digital god is like yeah. basically it's godhood is what they basically... Seraphina uh, told us about this, you know? She right? did tell us <laughs> about this. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all lost our shit when we read that issue. So I'm like, that's why I think I'm just like, oh, I can't wait that they're finally bringing that back. Yeah. I just hope they do it enough justice to have like a big ending as opposed to just like uh, oh don't worry about it we took care of it like something like where they just take care of it in a couple panels versus like actually building that up over the four issues i wonder if this is kieran gillen's like swan song with the x-men for now no or it should, is we already know that uh, no i believe they renamed it it's not a swan song it's a phoenix bleeding, bleeding <laughs> out to nothing fair <laughs> enough thank you for that it's uh do we think with the phoenix uh quite literally bleeding out um do we think that maybe the phoenix is just getting depowered a little bit and then maybe it's like It'll be less of a <laughs> force in uh, like the Marvel universe. Now. I Good. bleed out, bleed out. Think they're just bringing Phoenix back to X Men lore, considering of like it was so Avengersy. Yeah, very Avengersy right. for the last few years with Echo. Terrible. I think if Dominion is the kind of like sentience that ex- exists as an outside bound to all of reality, Phoenix bleeding out is like a firebird flying through and breaking through dominion and flying into nothingness onto some side of the universe that we've never seen before. Which I just want to know where Exo Jesus fits in. <laughs> oh, he's in the white hot room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which so who oh. is the digital god in this case? The person who has um, become Digimon. the god through the dominion I, or is it I the think it's the sinister that became the Okay, the I also dimin- I didn't know if it was Nimrod cuz remember in Powers of X Nimrod tied into all this oh, stuff. Oh, there's in that too. That would be cool. Like that would yeah. be the one sinister that we didn't really see like So that I was going to ask which which one is the sinister the spades? Because I mean, the fact that they reference like space. Spades. Oh no, they didn't. I oh you I wrote typed that, that in. I thought that was. Part I typed of that, that in. Did not realize <laughs> I did it until I did it, and I was That's like, "That's so funny." I literally it. thought it was part of the press release. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> um, well, spades is the the decrepit one in the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. Orbis. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the space one. Right? All right, so M- my M- future husband. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Got those creepy claws. MCU news now. The rumors that Marvel wants to bring Iron Man and Black Widow back into the MCU so they can get a bunch of money and more people to watch it again. Is this a good idea? Horrible. 
It's also way too soon. Like people like the nostalgic rebound after like you need to give yourself at least ten years. I feel like like Scream did, like all these other like major problems. But they could bring that. But they sh- I thought they're gonna bring everybody back during Secret Wars as like alternate Little versions s- of themselves. Yeah. Oh, but like recast them? You mean no? Yeah. Oh, if you were trying to pick some of them, maybe. But no, no, no. Is there any context or idea you could have for which it would be a good idea? Because I think there's a possibility that, and maybe. Maybe it's too much of retreading old ground, but in the same way that you had Tony Stark say as like a mentor to Spider-Man, but not necessarily a feature of the movie, that maybe there were other people he was mentoring and having him as an assistant in the movie can get more attention on it for a character that's not as well. That's the way to look at it, because if you just bring them back, obviously it says we don't believe in our stories and Mm -hmm. so everyone's going to lose faith. Um, The right way is like with Armor Wars and some other stuff like. Just videos of Tony, him giving mm. advice in the future, stuff like that. I guess um, I know what Black Widow does. Um, you know, uh, bring someone her. she's there talking to Yelena, maybe what? as a force ghost. Sure, why not? Yeah, what I'd love to see <laughs> is use the karate chop. Yeah. <laughs> use the widow bite. I like the idea that she is saying it at that speed, so that when <laughs> Yelena is in the middle of a fight, it's make sure you punch. Yelena's uh, already taken eight kicks <laughs> to the face. Do, do the pose. Do the pose. Um, I mean, if they, I think the only way that would work for me is if they did come back as slightly adjusted variants of some kind, so that yeah. they're, then you're able to restart relationships as well and have you know uh, Yelena interact with Black Widow, have Robert Downey Jr. back without this like these because she just fucking died and no one gave a shit. But like with him dying, it was kind of like oh, to have this person come back would. I think it works in comics, and obviously it's existed for ages, but resurrecting characters inside of like a movie universe feels like, oh my Christ, now I'm going to just retread this again, versus like reading a couple comic books to, I, to go through those characters. I feel like Black Widow had some, some loose ends. Yeah. The whole Hulk thing with her and the Hulk that went Terri- nowhere, but terrible. they kept dragging it around. Like, terrible idea. That seems like they should have done something with it or nothing. Yeah. Also, they can just use some spacey bullshit to make her alive again. She fell off some fucking. That is true. She's uh, easier to stone come cliff. Back. I prefer the explanation for her and Hulk not working out. It's like when two of your friends get together and they're like, "No, nah, this is not a good idea." Mm. And so, and I then you only could talk to one of them again unless one of them dies and falls off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Hulk really, Hulk really lucked out on that one because <laughs> Hulk is not much of a conversationalist. No. So we've already talked about all the Jonathan Majors nightmarishness, but we've heard this week that reportedly Marvel was considering, and maybe still is considering, changing everything up and throwing Doctor Doom in the Kang role instead because of Jonathan Majors constantly fucking up. Um, While it makes sense in regards to the Council of Kangs as another Council of Dooms in the comics, Loki Season 2 seems to be doubling down on the Kangness of it all. And who knows what the fuck they're gonna do? So what the hell do you think they're gonna do? Well, and what do you? How do you think Doom would work or not work? So I think all of this is the swirl of the Jonathan Majors, um, the allegations, which are very serious, plus the writer strike, plus all of this. It's just it's this like terrible, like perfect storm that's happening for Marvel right now. I think you can kind of I don't know how well you could do Doom. In the comics, it works just because Doom had been set up for so long as like this big bad him showing up in the movies. It's it's expecting the viewers to do a lot of the heavy lifting of what already exists in the comics. Does that make sense? Versus allowing the movies to really set him up as the big bad if they make that if they make that switch with with Kang. No, it does. I mean, you've already have three 
three things that have Kang in it. Like you've had a lot of Kang going on right, right. now. So, and I agree <laughs> with you that you've done the build up. So Kang. to just flip it over and try to have to build that up again through a Doctor Doom, particularly because the only thing he's really connected in right now with would be Fantastic Four. Um, which I, doesn't even appear. Correct. So I just, I don't know. I'm not fully feeling it. I think if anything, they should figure out some way to talk about how they just recast Kang and keep going. Like they, yeah. they built storylines on storylines. I assume at least some level of plotting down to season, season uh, phase seven or six or whatever. So I just think it's going to be, it'll be such a fuckery to Can't do. To I have the answer. Out. Can't we just have a poochie situation where it's like <laughs> Kang died the way on the way to his own timeline. <laughs> just never mention him again. I have the answer. Because it happens in the comics all the time, especially with Doom. Doom bots. Just rip off his face. It's just a Doom. Kang has been a Doom bot all the time. So he's got a face, and then the robot underneath it. That's that's the Hollywood bullshit that everyone would lose their fucking mind at the end of a movie if that happened. Do it. I'm done. You know how they phase uh, that face off and it just shows Kang in that one fucking room in uh, the TVA? What if they phase it again and it's just Doom Doom bots? (laughs) So from a production perspective, this idea of switching horses they are not so far into Kang, I think, as an actual financial matter that they cannot change. They can't pivot at yeah. this point totally. because the they've they've promised a slate of future projects, but all of the reporting we've received so far is that they hate everything that they're currently doing <laughs> and they hate what's down the pipeline as far as scripts yeah. go, as far as right. production goes. And if they are really looking introspectively and trying to evaluate what makes us money, they have to recognize that, you know, part of the problem has been your TV. Part of it's been like a lack of focus and an interest in actually building out the stories. And part of it is perhaps relying overly, particularly on particular actors. I think that if they lean on going to like the Tony Starks or whatever, they're, and keeping that as like the linchpin of the movies, it's going to be a problem yeah. in the same way it's a problem f- for any particular person because you could have something fuck up and go crazy. The extra rumor was that Army Hammer is supposed to play Doctor Doom. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of blood involved. That's that joke. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it just made us all sad. Because <laughs> he's running Hammer, the organization. <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, nice. Uh, oh, God, what was the thing? I just lost it in my head. So... um. The movie going public, a lot of them don't watch Loki. The, and so they only watch Kang for real in um, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp. Wasp. Yeah. So they yeah. can easily just say, fuck it, that was the end of him. Yeah. And a lot, just of, throw that yeah, a lot of critiques are that, like, oh, Ant-Man already defeated him, so why would we want to see him again? Like, he's not the I mean, no bad. one's watching any of these things right now by comparison. So, so yeah. they need to d- – if this is the tying – thing and no one really cares nor knows well based on the variety article where a lot of this content got dropped there i've you know i forget whatever the source or insider was was like the next two episodes of loki particularly the finale really kind of cement this into the what was i assume the kang dynasty mm-hmm. so all they have to do is kind of phase that away or maybe Make just leave bots, it as a lingering yeah, yeah I, i'm not saying any spoilers but i i saw certain toys that had certain oh. no things. i don't want to see toys ever shuri <laughs> is actually Kang. Uh, oh. uh, adam for adam dildos are showing <laughs> Kang. Uh, so i think that uh i going back to the doom of it all i really do believe there's a universe in which you could have an amazing doom but i don't see 
uh, that as a cowardly strategy to like fix your plans when you've got 800 other things fucked up. Just yeah, make the well like yeah. copy paste. Put Doom in is not a great way it's, to introduce and Doom also into this th- universe. This is how you incorporate the Fantastic Four and them being such a powerhouse when they actually come into the universe because they are dealing with Doom uh, Primal the the Doom. So like their Doom is the superior one. So like if they just like I don't know. Can you imagine a stadium full of Doom talking to Doom bots and all of them going yeah yeah yeah. Whoa, 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 I mean whoa, I'm whoa, seeing whoa. it. Yeah, Army okay. Hammer. There's yeah. there's video of him doing that actually. They're just going <laughs> Doom 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 Doom. Skin skin skin. Why do I feel what was it that happened in the Hickman storyline? I feel like he killed all the other Dooms and he was the last Doom left. Yeah. Yeah. He was the yeah. best Doom. That's yeah. right. The most Doctor of all Doctor Dooms. Um, well, the idea of burning it down from the inside as well as potentially fixing it from the uh, inside they're both inside i guess (laughs) that was a terrible transition let's get out with mcu next tv our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the mcu disney plus tv shows this week we've got loki season two episode four and x-men the animated series season five episode five but also technically nine if you're following the original out of order that they had set them in so loki season two episode four heart of the tva Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that there are continued domestic abuse charges against Jonathan Majors, and as the case nears a possible trial, there have been additional updates you can easily Google if you are interested. Violence against others is wrong, and given human history, is especially wrong against women and other underrepresented communities. In order to keep the discussion focused on the content and other individuals who have contributed to this work, we will always use this preface for any MCU work featuring Majors going forward until case resolution is reached. Now, let's get on with it. So, while our protagonists, including the recently rescued Victor Timely, team up to figure out how to expand the temporal loom's ability to process the rapidly branching timelines, Ravona and Miss Minutes decide to take their future into their own hands with devastating consequences for the TVA. Um, let's start with the Ravona flashback. Uh, he Who Remains and Ravona were partners, lovers. She was deceived. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this? Kind of expected it. Well, we also saw the original because Loki sees yeah, the. Yeah, I told you guys last week that and that yeah. was the relationship. Yeah, episode three they sort of alluded to it, but um, the j- just the dynamic between uh, Ravona and Miss Minutes is so good Real to Housewives. watch. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that really? why I like it? I think it's yeah. why you it's like it. So when you watch Ramona good. Singer slaughter a bunch of people, <laughs> like, laugh about it. That feels right. Yeah. It's no, it's just so good. It's so well done. I I really and I really enjoy them as uh, villains, and them like recruiting other people, and they'll turn people into goo unless you do. Does anyone have an idea as to why the fuck Sylvie left them there with a temp pad to get back? <laughs> Wasn't she supposed to be stranded? <laughs> I think she's that bad. she would have. I mean, I was confused as to how she got out because. She is supposed to be stranded. Right. Or they, they both were supposed to be stranded because Sylvie has uh, he who remains temp pad. And there was, I don't think they didn't leave anyone's intentionally there. So. Oh, there's one in the drawer. No, yeah. He always uh, leaves yeah. an extra one just right here. Tonight. I mean, maybe you can chalk it up to her not realizing that she had Miss Minutes on her and that Miss Minutes can knows where all that stuff would be. Yeah. No, I have a feeling that there was. I'm sure they would explain away like, "Oh yeah, Miss Minutes." Uh, did there some should stuff. have been a five minute clip at the end, like as a teaser, just showing them rooting around all of the fortress trying to find <laughs> that temp pad. Uh, let's I talk. Mean, about this is another reason why I don't think she's a character. I think she's a sto- plot device. Yeah. Let's talk about the through pit multiplier. You got Casey, Obi, Timely working on this fun stuff. 
Um, I did actually really like this scene because it was very diverse. It's like the one thing for Loki season two is that it's an extremely diverse cast, I feel like, which is great. Um, did you appreciate the Obian timely buddy comedy? Because they're really fucking loving I mean, each other. it very much is the snake eating the tail, which I think Clark referenced last week. <laughs> We've been talking about snake eating the tail like for the last three weeks for some reason. You talk about it on days we're not on podcasts, on days we are on podcasts. I don't know how this <laughs> became like our regular I thing. I just think, though. but I think it, the, the analogy works here because it's like timely could not exist if not for Obi, and Obi could not exist if not for timely. timely so. It's very cyclical. I yeah. I like that kind of shit. It's like it's like the best of Doctor Who, quite honestly, mm-hmm. or best of like time yeah. travel shit. You create your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why me? Yeah. All right. What about uh, Mobius and Sylvie battle over pie? Uh, is this focus on bravado and quippiness part of the Marvel problem? <laughs> they love that pie room, don't they? <laughs> they're like they have this set piece, and they're like, God damn it, we're going to use it once a once an episode, and we'll make we'll force it into. It makes me think the way they use it makes me think there's a bigger purpose to it because god damn it i'm tired of seeing that fucking pie room am i wrong i you l- love pie sorry don't i don't know why they love this pie so much because i've seen it and it's like a bright mint green i know it is that looks good hideous no it looks like a style of pie from like the 1950s we're like here's some key lime pie we don't know what key limes are supposed to taste <laughs> like we just dyed a <laughs> lime pie green yeah you just put like jello in and j- yeah. like powdered jello into it yeah Kaylin, if someone told you while the end of the world was possibly happening or the universe was happening that we should go get pie what would you do what kind of pie also Ooh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what's your sweet treat? I like pecan pie. Oh, oh, bitch. Yes. Pecan pie is good. May the world and I'll eat it with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good character moment, and I thought it was a good criticism of a lot of the shit that Marvel likes to do. Yep. That they have a character who wants to, do, to make a joke and undercut the seriousness of a scene, and Sylvie says, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you really seriously kidding me? I know these are just lives abstractly to you, but those are real people. I liked it a little bit better than the hot cocoa machine with Victor Timely, like kind of mm. getting really, what, what is th- that? Yes, Take yeah. me to this <laughs> machine. I'm like, what? I'm like, girl, calm down. Like it just was like, I know what they were trying to do. It just didn't work for what me. What was that, that acting? I don't know. That's me. <laughs> that's me being Victor. No, Timely. no, 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 no. His, no. not yours. Oh, yours yeah. was spot on. Oh, thank yeah. you. It, I will say it was better that I I was making fun of it a lot last week, and I felt like it did get. It felt more faster, a, but it also felt more like okay. Now you're like actually in the character, not like attempting to just do. Uh, a vocal kind of uh, perspective. Yeah, that did feel like it was stalling for time. It was. Like, we've got to hit a 28 minutes on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long fucking episode. Too. It was like 50 minutes. There was no reason All of for the, that the scene. The last two were like 50, yeah. And uh, yeah. what was to get X, uh, X5 to prune he the He could have uh, just guard. turned around, offered the coffee. The guy takes the coffee and then explodes. Slow yeah. us. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, X5 and Doc's. X5 wants to go back to his world. Docs is like, shut the fuck up. I'm changed because I talked to B15. Um, I, I kind of want to him, him to go back to his world. He seemed happy there. He wasn't fucking anyone over. Just let him, let's let, him, let, him, be him. A, let him be an actor. Who gives a shit in the I 70s? Know. Just let him do what he wants to do. He's not right. fucking anyone I'm, over. I'm there with you, actually. It's... A uh, couple of you just let him go. I was mad in episode two where they're like, fuck you, we're taking you out, and then they're we're like, going to torture it, you, and all you want to do is just hang well, out in this little place. There's I think a it's bit a of a, the, like, the TVA is going on. Yeah. You gotta do it. And I'm like, let them leave. It's, it's very much your cause. It's a very much a commentary on sometimes you're, you are doing order for the sake of order. 
uh, regardless of like what it means for people's happiness and if it's not really harming somebody. It's very like Judge Dread, where it's like even the smallest infraction is you know met with like the death penalty or some really harsh, you know, uh, harsh uh, um, punishment. So, so we've talked about how uh, Mobius doesn't hasn't looked at his timeline and whether or not you would look at it and see what's there. All right, so if you know that your organization is like governing the timeline, but you could go back and live in a timeline, do you think you'd actually want to go live in that timeline? I don't think I could like go be an actor when I know there's an organization that exists outside of time that is like keeping that's way more important than whatever this fucking. The curtain's been pulled away for you. Yeah, 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 Brent. That's person to person though. Some people would just not want to live in the reality. But I'm asking you. Oh, fuck no. I would be like, what the fuck do you guys know there's a TV, yeah. eh? I would be str- oh, so you would go back to the 70s, yeah. not be an actor. You'd be a crazy they w- person. They would, they would kick me out of the TV. They said, you're going back to the prime like timeline. Yeah. And I would be like, at every McDonald's just screaming ah, my like face this. off. Branch, branch, branch. <laughs> well, like adding on to that, if you like if we all woke up tomorrow and we were in a simulation and then it's like, oh, you just happen to be a pretty famous actor. That we just happened to put in, we were testing out a you know virtual reality machine, so you could go back to your life. But see, the the I guess the thing that's a little bit different is it's not like the Matrix because that isn't uh, it isn't fake. You know, uh, this is these these lives yeah. are real. It's just there's something that's much more important instead. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It'd be um, like it'd be like oh you're the president, and then you like realize oh actually. <laughs> I was just swapped with the president and we look alike. He just took my life. Should I go back and be a lawnmower when I could be a Well, I feel like you've we, be a lawnmower? Yeah, you <laughs> That's like weird. You mow lawns. Well, well, okay, oh no, I thought if, you literally meant if, the machine. If, yeah, I thought if, so too. I was like, huh. If you're a machine when you go back in your lawnmower, stay in the TVA. Well, he Brent, wasn't, I mean, Brent, stay I, in the TVA. Look, I look a lot like a lawnmower who was president. <laughs> I can just see okay, so Brent is a lawnmower. Rah, 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 rah. He's like, Your ass is grass. And I mean that literally. <laughs> a job, 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 Um Ravona literally Bet killed your edge what? Ravona killed everybody. Oh yeah, with that? a cube. She fucking smushed them. Chekhov's cube. Chekhov's cube. Not, not yeah. to bring it back to lawnmowers, but that thing basically sounds like a lawnmower. Uh, the entire uh, like, what the fuck? It was creepy. So okay, so we we sort of picked at it of like when it was first used as the torture machine. We were like, he's not going to be murdered. Who cares? So they had to use yeah. it before, so we could be yeah. like, it's it was Chekhov's well cube. Yeah, it's a lot it of wet sounds. This episode. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> That was not a lot of ASMR. Do you think this is all just gonna be around? Yes. Yeah. yeah it yeah. seems like a lot of nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Considering for what so the many people die, is, yeah. yes. Or I feel the like we're about to episode. get lots of loops, lots of repeating loops somehow. Mm. Yeah. Well, we can talk about. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather be crushed in a time box, crash, and be rebooted as a husk of yourself, or get turned into DNA spaghetti? Spaghetti, uh, spaghetti, spa- spaghetti. Because it's delicious. <laughs> no, um, no, because it's the fastest. I think, right? I think my inner introvert would prefer to be crushed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I would do rebooting because you know she seemed like she was upset in this minutes when she got fucking rebooted, but she didn't know what was going well, on. Well, she had to get out her last little thing at the end. So well, yeah, he, she says you'll never be him. Is that like a personal attack on Timely? Does that have some more relevance? No, scorned lover. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you'll never be. I yeah. like how she spent like 30 seconds of her dying moments like 
going through other fashion that she used to have. Like, way to go, bitch. Oh, yeah, this is me as, like, an analog <laughs> know, clock. This is me as a cute But if little you don't wear a cute outfit, wouldn't you be bad? Yeah. So I think she was doing the same How thing. would one dick down Miss Minutes? Like, what's the, what's put her the, back in the that biological? Mannequin. Put her back in that mannequin and put, like, a fleshlight in it. Uh-huh. Well, like you, she got a band on her nose. Well, I was gonna say she does have a mouth, like a I mean, you know. Oh my but is, God. It, is it a mouth you can put anything in, or is yeah. it just like a it's very? Like, she's, I mean, a, she's only like like a court. Like I don't know how thick. She's is really she? into hand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she, she like she she went into that a man- wagon wheel when she was trying to fuck a timey wimey man. Like she was like she went in that mannequin, right? Last time yeah. you lasted. 36 seconds and i know precisely well, i was gonna say like yeah she can go for for hours she can go for minutes I guess seconds. I, for, she can go for miss minutes she, i guess my question to you is i think you would have to turn into a digital projection as well and then finger blast hey, if i if i woke up she have a hole down there or you just shove into her face okay if I blast she, her eyes. Whatever, whatever she wants all right. I think is the answer. If I woke up so, tomorrow, okay, and this was all a simulation, and I was an actor, and then I woke up again the next day, and it turned out I was just a digital clock representation. The first person I would call was Miss Minutes to have sex. Oh, with. it wasn't me. Damn it. <laughs> no, Miss Minutes goes okay clockwise. All right, now counterclockwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Loki pruned himself this whole time. Kaylin, pat yourself on the back for figuring that out. Kaylin, Kaylin knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, OB was on the phone. That was kind of not as interesting as we would have expected. Yeah, I didn't expect. I, like I kind of liked how anticlimactic. I it was agree. like, yeah, we just gotta go. So there's yeah. something weird, I think, and maybe I need to go back and rewatch the episode. The first time when Loki runs into that main room and the doors are shuttering and stuff, he looks at the computer monitor, and the computer monitor has something written in it in the dust, and then he runs away. I as- would have assumed that the people who were walking in would have written something on the monitor, but I don't think that they did. Uh, no, uh, Mobius had written oh, in the okay. dust that, that right. first time. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, Brent's theories that are absolutely <laughs> wrong. Hey, hey maybe uh, he's a scroll. Curry's still a scroll. Yeah, exactly. All right, to be fair, the stuff I said on Progressively Horrified was nonsense. Was <laughs> 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 Go listen to it now. It was terrible. Uh, Ravona got pruned by X5 because Lokis were using them magics. That was fun. Yeah. You probably think she's in the void. Yeah. Is everything in the void? It's yeah. the white hot room. That yeah. being essentially what it's become. Yeah. Cool uh, cool mechanism to set up. Uh, we've got to stop Miss Minutes, and the only way to do it is to do a full system shutdown. Uh, yeah. And the problem of full system shutdown is it turns down the ma- turns off the magic dampeners. I really like that yeah. sequence She needs events. to get yeah, out yeah, that message was cool. faster. The I'm shutting down. Da- we get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what I really we're gonna get into like the finale, uh, the ending of the episode. But what I liked about it was the tension kept ratcheting up. Yeah. And they did a good job of that. Like I definitely was like getting a little bit more, feeling more anxious as like the episode was progressing towards the finale. Yeah. When it opens, it, when, end, it, yeah. when it opened, they're like, it's so much worse. It's yeah. so much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens next? Does it become penne? Linguini? I ran out of things. Don't be for silly. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> nice bow tie. It's a soup then. Uh, but yeah, you'll just have to wait till next week f- to find out. Any other thoughts on Loki? There was one internet theory that was going around that I kind of liked that was Victor Timely does not exist, or He Who Remains does not exist in all of the timelines, but that Victor Timely exists in one, and by Spoiler. spaghettifying him, 
while they've got to go through this process of recreating yeah, all the time. They created he puts he he's puts everywhere it every time. Yeah, yeah, he's every he's everywhere now. No, um, but I counted all the spaghettis and that's not enough <laughs> timelines for him to actually for that go entire freeze yeah. frame. It took him I mean, all, there was at least afternoon. four. <laughs> I, I counted six. Yeah. Four spaghettis. <laughs> I also love a trope of uh when it's done well, we put in all this time and energy and it fucking failed. Yeah. Yes. Like I love that so much and it's just like Talk about like ratcheting up the tension, as I mentioned before, and then just pulling the rug away from the viewers. Totally, masterclass storytelling. Classic, especially in the superhero genre, we need to see this more. I agree. Classic, classic Canto bite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and it's uh, episode four, so there's still two more, which is what I really appreciate. Because by the time you listen, you'll have seen episode five. Probably. Oh, take a listen. All right, let's. And this will all be useless conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Go back in time, make the loop work. Uh, X Men: The Animated Series, season five, episode five, The Fifth Horseman. Cortez, Caliban, and the rest of the Hounds hunt for a perfect vessel to resurrect Apocalypse, while Jubilee and Beast visit Peru and get makeovers. Girls trip. (laughs) I want to talk about one thing and one thing only. Jubilee's new haircut. Yes. That's <laughs> all I cut. want. It is It is a bowl cut of all bowl cuts. Um, I can't tell if she's a quirky millennial or it's just bad. What's it's the worst? Awful. It's awful. Everything about the art is awful. So the of course they're going to fuck everyone's hair up, too. It's, it's when your children grow up to be teenagers and you're like, I fucking hate you. What this is this is the season that Jubilee grew up, and we want her dead. I just don't like you it. You don't like Jubilee Deschanel? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she's Pretty also good. just the worst. She's like, thanks for letting me come on this fucking trip. And then she's like, do we have to? Like, everything that they do. I um, was particularly mad when she said... Kind of like when Logan doesn't get his coffee in the morning. I'm like, okay, so there's no more good jokes. I, so we're out of good jokes in this show. I kind of so like mad. it. She looks like Dua Jubalipa. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. How long have you been waiting to say that one? Half a second. Okay. Did you did you appreciate that when she had when they had flashbacks? Caliban did. They use the they just used the old animations. Yeah. 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 Like, yes. Yeah, that happened. Remember look how much better it was. Okay. We need to concentrate on. Stuff we liked, blah blah blah. Real quick, the animation's terrible. The oh. voice acting is somehow bad. The the plot is bad. This feels like a magic school bus episode. Would, <laughs> it just feel, it's outrageous. It's Saturday Season morning cartoon, like six a.m. Dick all over the place. It feels like so, this, so. Let's just talk about some moments in time. Well, right? this is this this, this is, is bad, the moment baby. where it turns to shit. I it's think yeah. garbage. The first four episodes were yeah. fine. Yeah. Phalanx and stuff yeah. like that was captivated. And then this is just like, shit. This doesn't now feel on. like the X-Men anymore. It, it felt like uh, some of the artists from the Goofy movie mm-hmm. were just depressed and, wrote and drew this. It, it, it looks like a bad Disney cartoon yeah, animation it show. It like looks the one, like, like Aladdin and all the third Aladdin movie right. yeah. is what they said. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the right? made for yeah, TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Little Mermaid 2. Uh, you can actually, in the audio, you can hear the sound of a gun cocking in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes place in Peru. Yeah. Of course But for does. some reason, it's all Mayan, even though the Mayans were in like Guatemala. That's the even. same thing in this universe, apparently. Well, not the Inca. We're not I mean, you versus. think that they were being really... Well, that's actually what I was going to say. Beast did make a point about this. Yes, what he was did. Yeah. He said, uh, "These are. It's weird that these are here because you'd think these would be Incan, but they're actually yeah. Mayan." What and then he s- exclaimed, "Oh wait, I'm reading it now. Apparently, because I read every language, it's apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. It's apocalypse. Green boomerang." <laughs> <laughs> what so uh, I was looking at the um, the subtitles, and her Same. name was Blade. 
Oh yeah, let's I talk was about to the look hounds. Up, but there's whip. There's just, boomerang. You know, I literally just showed up in whip, the boomerang. Big guy, <laughs> big guy, and Caliban. Caliban, who knows Jubilee, but off screen. I don't know if you caught that. No, no they, it's from the Morlock Christmas. No, they met. They met. We in haven't the seen Morlock it yet. Christmas. Well, yeah. Snoo does. We have. We haven't. NBC, if you haven't seen a new you. Yeah. Um, what about Cortez being Apocalypse's energy slave? What, what a terrible follow-up for when he left us on Astro. I like the plot development of this. Mm-hmm. It just the execution wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, having having him just go simp from big bad to big bad, <laughs> I think is good. Yeah. Uh, him just being such a cornball is bad. Brent. I do have a vessel. His voice acting was I awful. I will take it back. Yeah, I said the execution was bad, y'all. I'd like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, we're on your side. Um, Brent, no. would you for Halloween ever dress by putting giant blue lipstick on the bottom part of your face? He's doing it right now. And basically being a weird apocalypse cultist. Uh, great question. And I'll answer in the same way that the gay community is answered by doing uh, Day of the Dead. <laughs> Where you just take any culture you want and you do it slutty. So, yes, I would. Slutty apocalypse. Would you do it on your ass is my question. <laughs> Wait, yeah. which lips were you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, celestial conjunction junction. What's your function? B- excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, that was just a bad joke. They called it the celestial. They were like, the celestial it's junction is happening. Yeah, we gotta thank do you it. for that reference, though. Thank you. Um, Anything else? This is a shitty fucking episode. But fairy tale theater is the next. Next one is the worst one. So buckle one. the fuck up. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that one. I don't know if I'll like it. I don't think he'll come you back. Won't. I don't think Cortez is coming back. This no, 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 so no. Nobody's coming. So back. I kind of like the idea if they possibly bring it back in '97 yeah. that Cortez yeah. has been stuck in the astral plane somewhere so. no, no, no. and going crazy. No, I I want them to bring it back and make it good. Uh, the, the good thing about X-Men is terrible stuff comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. You rework it and you make it work for you. But wasn't so wasn't Cortez's soul like swapped with Apocalypse's? I mean, I thought no, that Apocalypse I, just took his body. It was a body. Just took his oh, body. body but snap. Body, but yaddy, I assume yaddy. that they're like, they're like sort of like a friend situation. They're living as roommates together. Oh yeah, there's a oh, there's like an original odd couple. There's like yeah. an embodiment head sticking out from Apocalypse's right shoulder. That's always like not, I told you not, not to do. Oh, it's Mr. Watch. Burns and uh, and Homer. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Freaky Friday, but only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> freaky Wednesday. Yeah. Really. Freaky Wednesday. All right. Let's get on with some issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we have X Men number twenty eight, Scarlet Witch number ten, and the X Men Unlimited Infinity comic Red Roots Saga. Uh, this was X-Men Infinity Comic, uh, Unlimited Infinity Comic number 106 to 111. Writers Steve Fox and Steve Orlando, two friends of the pod, and artist Lynn Yoshi. Sunfire's journey to save Red Root and Otherworld following Ten of Swords finally picks up from the X-Men Red. Hanging out in the Crooked Market, Roman the Untamed Wilds, meeting both friend and foe from Ten of Swords, and clashing with Orcus. Uh, let's start with the Welcome to the Crooked Market. We had a lot of Mad Jim Jaspers. We got a Splinter Compass. Uh, Caitlin, would you put a bloody compass in your hand if it led to treasure? I already did. Is that okay? Why is it pointing at me, baby? Exactly. <laughs> treasure just a girl, you know? <laughs> yeah. <'cause>, <laughs> well, this is a good point because in this case, treasure really is the friends you made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the friends you actually never met before never, yeah. along the way. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to see how far you could go. Uh, and then we got to the Untamed Wilds. We got some character reflection. We've got mentions of animals and blight spoken saturnine mentions of animals mentions <laughs> of them subtle mentions of uh and then we've got saturnine's amenthi summoners still hanging out ryan would you rather fight a mutant two-faced scorpion a mutant big bird or ride a ghost giraffe 
I, I mean, two of them are negative and one is positive. So the giraffe. Oh, you like, haven't seen this giraffe, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like Jeffrey no, I, yeah, they didn't show you. That, that actually, because I was like, oh, my God, look at these hardships. <laughs> and I was like going through all the panel. That one looked fun. That <laughs> that was just like. Yeah, it's not all bad. Safari, it's right? not all bad. That's true. Some of it's. They. They always talk about the negative stuff, but yes. they never mention the fun ghosts Correct. giraffes. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, it's the climb. Like, just in, it's the journey that you take there. You what know? did you think of the bring back of the Amenthi Summoners? Uh, I liked it. Um, I've always thought they were a very cool design. And I think Lin Yoshi did a really nice job. The art's of, gorgeous yeah. throughout the entire It's very issues. It's very manga-esque yeah. uh, in that's the best way it. possible. Yeah, I, that's why I figured you loved it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I saw them, and I'm... Really glad that we uh, there's a character that's coming up that you're going to talk about. Right. Kudos, kudos to the art in another way, which is that like if you're going into these crazy worlds, it often feels like you don't get enough time to explore the culture or do fun things. So to the extent any artist is like throwing in crazy shit that maybe someone else could pick up and do stuff with later. Yeah, uh, I love that. Let's talk about our biggest favorite and. Kaylin just mentioned him. Giada De Laurentiis. I mean, Gia Whitecastle or Gia Whitechapel. I do like the fact they changed her to Giada Whitechapel. She's not a porn star anymore. <laughs> so you don't <laughs> Google her in the first one. It didn't even occur to me. I was like, why the fuck did they change that name? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got hey, darling. Oh, uh, f- uh, also, is everyone's favorite now Oso? Cute little Oso. Wearing that is weird the, bear is costume. Oso, is, the, is that a costume? It's yeah, it was like a, I thought it was a mask with like a bear head on uh, For some reason, yeah. I just assumed that was his actual head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's works. a furry. He's a yeah. furry that loves bear happy hour. The vibe I got from her and that whole group of rapscallions was, <laughs> I think that if they did a movie, Dolly Parton should play. Totally. Giada. <laughs> Giada, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, did you get the Vescora callback? There's a lot did. of good, like, cute little tie-ins. Yeah. Vescora, we that had the uh, Knights of Ten reference from mm-hmm. them helping. Uh, Where they said, like, in the the in the actual Knights of Ten, they said it flat out. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, said, it was issue number two. <laughs> the reference <laughs> as they referred to <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got that one, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay, so. Did you get the Red Root reference? <laughs> There's five <laughs> characters. Tag yourself. Oso, Shiro, Giada, a debilitated summoner, and a Stark Sentinel. I'm probably Shiro, I think. Like the least interesting main character. No. <laughs> I think I'm a Stark Sentinel because I'm always reprioritizing my targets. There we go. I'll mm. be Giada. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> crooked market. Um, <laughs> I'm the Blight Swill. There we go. <laughs> there. I love it. Um, all right. Turns out Orcus is actually running an entire Blight Swill production facility in Blight Spoke. And we enter Moira. Uh, we get a reference. <laughs> we enter her? Yeah. Let's go in deep. Gia, Gia it is a, it's a ma- everything's a Magic School Bus right. episode. <laughs> um, so we've got a, you know, we get to hear about Moira's past life, which she has a battery. There's the Fall of X reveal for poor Shiro because he's been on the road. The brewmaster, kind of sexy. Kaylin, would you have sex with them? Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have sex with them, yeah. Well, that's, uh, this is also true. Uh, and then we've got, I don't know, how would, oh, here we go. How would you feel if one of our good friends turned heel and told you all of us were dead while you were on a trip to hike the Appalachian Trail? He does not think of Moira as a good friend, though, right? He would yeah. hit the okay, this he barely knows. Okay, yeah. so this is, this is Casey Beyonce has pinned you to a wall and told all you that our good friends friend. are dead. I mean, that did happen last Saturday, but yes. 
I would assume, like all things Casey says, that half of it is true. Half of my friends are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's my issue, and it's not, I don't think it's the Steve's fault, but the the characterization of Moira has become so cartoonish that I'm like, I can't even take it seriously anymore. It has been... It's not even a 180. It's like a it's like a 360 times plus what <laughs> plus 180 plus whatever. Her head came off. Yeah, exactly. It's just I'm like she she's more Nimrod than Nimrod is. Seriously, Nimrod's like, hey, calm, calm down, down with bitch. your sentence. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like well, if you if you did a 180 but also moved up, so like uh, a corkscrew. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly. It's it's so plot driven that like it just. I mean, after Inferno, like when she like came back in the Ten Deaths of Wolverine, yeah. I was like, I know. Where her, the fuck? What, her, what? her inclusion with in this, I know it's a faster story, so it's a little bit tougher, but it, it felt a, li- a little, abra- it felt like too fast for her to be in this and then be out of it. Yeah. Too way. fast and you're furious. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm mad. Yeah. Well, so oh, wait, she, could, could we get like <laughs> someone else instead of her? Well, that's she the literally so makes many, everything worse. Omega now. Sentinel. There's so Omega Sentinel's busy Already right there. now. there. But, like, well, yeah, I think it's... What about those busy? crazy old old ladies who... uh Horticulture. That actually would have been a better setup. Yeah, with the Red Root. That makes oh, sense. Yeah, that's a, much, that's a much more thoughtful fit. <laughs> oh, we did we're it. Not, we're not picking apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, hey, Steve. Steve. What's going <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> uh, they probably haven't heard of Horticulture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Shiro goes into Avenger mode. He frees himself. He fights Myra. He fights Brewmaster. Red Roots gets trimmed, and then he gets Red Roots. She gets used as a weapon and got stabbed right in the chest. Um, so Mary fuck kill, dead Brewmaster. <laughs> Doing this again. Dead Summoner, or dead Shiro with Red Roots sticking out of him. Dead Shiro, obviously. Dead, dead, Shiro. Yeah, dead Shiro. So that's who you were marrying or fucking or killing. Oh. <laughs> all three of the above. He's Technically, already they're dead. already dead. They're yeah. all been killed. Um, all right, it's time to die. Uh, Shiro had the power of tree love all along. Killian Devo's like, fuck you, Moira, you're a bitch. And Mad Jim Japsfers is like, give me that compass twig. Let's do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark, if you were Myra, would you be such a bitch? I would hopefully be dead after all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I loved that they had Mad Jim Jaspers come back for that fucking Yeah, that was cool. I like because that. Because it is super valuable. Yeah. It what was still very weird about it is like it the wound just kept moving. It's, it's never polite. No, to I throw away gifts or whatever the fuck. <laughs> he was says. it that yeah. should have been your Halloween guys? I, I assumed it was like the actual piece of wood in it, and that the wood rotated. Oh, like blended into the skin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see. Um, well, yeah, we've made a lot of fun jokes and friends along the way. But what did you think about this miniseries? Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, I'm really glad that X Men Unlimited is now tying in much more closely into the mainline books. It's like an essential read now totally. versus, you know, um, kind of like a slice of life stuff, which I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed. But like like now that like you have to read this stuff and it looks like Steve Fox and Steve Orlando are going to be continuing writing X- X-Men Limited, I think, for into the next year. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. Give cool. me a Red Root, Sunfire, buddy cop duo, them running around Otherworld and fucking shit up. I did love them leaving it there because I think that's like, and I mean, Red Root, sorry, her there. But I think it's such a cool idea to just, they had obviously both advanced. We did get a lot, a bunch of Shiro kind of reflection backstory, but because I think it was an unlimited issue, yeah. you got through it so much faster and it wasn't, the. this is the media, like this is the perfect way to keep x-men fully filled out i think in terms of a universe like they used to have without having these monthly comics that are you more 
story-esque base. Like, I love that Curse also went to Realm of X, too. Like, that was a central reading yeah. before to know how fucked up stu- and stupid Curse is. Right. Um, I, once again, though, not a complaint, just I want to see more uh, Sunfire for everything. Once again, he's in the small series and is going to leave and do something else. He can't ever no. be on a main team. Mm-hmm. I, I think because... Is that his thing? Well, nobody, is that his kink? No nobody one... has been able to write Shiro as anything else but either an asshole or just completely heroic. And that's not... Those are not things character traits. Things. Yeah. Well, no one... But those aren't just... Those are barely character traits as far as what I'm concerned. What development no, does no, he ever truly No go one for? cares about giving him a backstory for real. That's part of it as well. I mean, well. he randomly has a sister, too, and he's we're got like, a sister. oh, my God, that's right. Like, they yeah. don't do shit about him. It's just, like, what he's doing present. Well, he's, he's a, a present. He's a cool visual, and no, no pun intended, he's hot as hell, but, like, they've never really done anything to, like, develop the character. Well, calm down there, Giada, white guy. <laughs> this <laughs> started out as, like, a strong B for me and turned into, like, a D plus C minus because every Moira thing that happened ruined it for me. Yeah, so, She's I mean... unreadable. You're... Uh, it's... You're, yeah, you got a problem with Moira. I mean, we all have a problem. I just must have a worse problem because <laughs> you guys are saying it was great. I, I like, think I'm Reese. I'm just like I think I've just accepted it. The minute that they flipped her over during Deaths of Wolverine and then when she showed up at Gala, like they've obviously locked in that that's the character. And I think I have a lot less history and connection to Moira from like pre Hawks and Pox. So I just have less. But for me, it's, it's Hawks and Pox is the reason why I'm so angry annoyed by it like angry I'm, I'm like whatever but like i'm just annoyed because i mean Moira texts me all the time about how much he hates <laughs> i do i really do and you're like stop texting me. me uh but because moira was dead for so long like for 20 some odd years right before mm. or 19 years um and so like i never really had a strong connection to the character she was always i felt like kind of a background character in the x-men and she was what she was but like i loved what hickman did with her and i loved the complexity and they completely like after hickman left I think they edit. They were like, "We got to make her a big bad." It's like they've removed any subtlety from her whatsoever. It's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't he make her kind of a big bad at the end of um, Inferno? Inferno. I mean, he made her be a shithead, and then everyone else, the c- writers, are like, "Let's keep her back alive again." Instead of, well, they made her crazy, yeah, mutant robot lady, which I think doesn't after that doesn't fit right. I, I think after Inferno, there was a great setup to just be a nuanced villain, and Kill instead she became her. this like well, bruiser. I, I mean, in Inferno, I got to reread it, but it's very much like you cannot bring back Destiny. We cannot have precogs on Krakoa. We have to do this stuff in secret, and then like the secret got revealed essentially. And so I like the idea of. I mean, you can make her a villain, but, like, I'm doing this for the greater good. Yeah. And now she's just, like, this, like, you know, mustache twirling, like, you know, Whiplash Snidely-esque character. Uh, yeah. I, I think the real trick is that you just cut her out of your mind. You just snip, snip, cut her out of your mind, never think about her. I don't remember if she was in this uh, story at all. But it doesn't matter because she wasn't the most important that part. That seems healthy. Well, what? Well, so I will say, though, it feels like you could you would plug and play any number of Orcus people into this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's just that is the right. That's what this issue felt like. It didn't feel like it was developing or using Moira in any way. They could have put Killian Devo. They could have put anybody in there. I think she was cut from the storyline, right? Yeah. <laughs> what could, uh, I don't know. Right. Uh, wh- what about Modoc? Can we have Modoc there? Modoc would be great. Probably I think better. we could have had Dorinda Medley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get on to <laughs> X-Men number. She's the, she and the brewmaster would hang out quite a lot. <laughs> Let's get on to X-Men number 28. Jerry Duggan, Joshua Kassara. Picking up right where Unlimited left off, Shiro continues, oh my god, yeah, he does continue his journey, to bring Redwood home, whether he existed or not, 
Elsewhere, Firestar continues to play double agent, helping free Juggernaut get important dossiers to the current X-Men team, sending Kate and Kamala to Latveria and straight into two reunions, one with a friend and one with a foe. Josh Kassara is a fucking oh icon. My God. Icon. Beautiful, beautiful art. I didn't realize the art was him until, like, so fucking good. He's so, always been I good, and he's getting better and better. I know. It's more detailed now. It's so gorgeous. Beautiful. It looks so fucking good. So, right when they announced that new X-Men thing, you know, with, with we thought it was Apocalypse-related, I, I said that this is he's going to be on the team. Is that Sunfire is going to be on the team, Red Roots is going to be on the team. Yeah. Because it made fucking Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. just talking about how he needs more action, and now yeah. he's getting it. For, like, three more issues right. of series. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse is back, y'all, and he comes bearing gifts, and Okara Seed, uh, which one of you, oh, yeah, which one of us would okay. you want living inside your chest? Ooh. Say that question again. I feel which like I one? couldn't go to sleep with the screeching <laughs> Sorry, that's I, happening to my right. I would. So, like, you, like yeah, you would have a well, mini too. version of me. I don't want any me. of these people in my chest. You'd have a mini version of me rooted to your chest? Yeah, it's almost like you read the comic where Red Root's inside of Sunfire's chest. Oh, Kalen, he'd be like a palm no, pilot. Hold on, oh, hold wait. on. <laughs> now let me defend by asking a question. That's a crazy fucking question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a tree person, so... I, do, so do I get a choice in this? We, we've Who, never. I, do I have to watch whatever you do when I'm on your chest, or can I just? Yeah, let it's, not, it's the. It's can, the wait, let me finish my question. Can I kill myself? <laughs> can, this, can this be like a Russian nesting doll situation where, like, I have someone on my chest and that person has someone else on their chest, and it's just this weird long line? <laughs> yes, it just I, curls okay, in. I'm gonna chime in for Adam because it's a stupid question, but I'll help him out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which direction will this go? Literally, the point of the question. You guys are. You're gonna be in a partnership, so like it'd be like you hang. It's a symbiosis, exactly. So you're hanging out together, so it's not gonna be like you're just like peeing off of his chest. I was gonna say, are they pooping inside of me? No, no, no. You're just they're just like. Do they have a top of? It's just a torso. Here's the torso. It's a torso, but there are fleshy roots that are connected to you. Adam's question is, who's a partnership would be fun to just have you crammed into your chest? Small version though. Small, just a little baby version. Just a little bit. Just like like, if you had the real sized me, I could help you like lift boxes or (laughs) walk or cook or something. But the small version of me can't hold a frying pan. Yeah, I, I don't knives. think it's logistical. <laughs> I think get little knives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get closer so I can chop Hold the on. onion. R- Ryan's good. Just in the way that Fabian Cortez and Apocalypse are sharing a same body, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. So um, this is a great question, Adam. So yeah, so it's a great question, and I choose Kalen. He would be a great palm pilot. He'd be like, "Hey, don't we have this thing to do today?" I would also I choose Kalen for you. Great, thank you. That's my answer. <laughs> I would go. I would actually go with Ryan because I know every day in the mirror you'd look at it and you go, "Oh, bitch, you look so good." <laughs> that is true. I would tell you, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. gonna give Brent little knives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little, little baby shears. It's like yeah. reverse ratatouille. Clark tells you how to cook yeah. food. <laughs> I'd get Adam just because I'd be get a little baby hookah for him, Aww. and he'd just be like, "I could little be the caterpillar." And now yeah. you choose test. Clark, no, Brent. I, I, yeah, sure, it'd be great to have me. I'd be super useful. Oh. I'd be like this. <laughs> oh, do you remember what the capital of Algeria is, for example? I don't know what the capital of Algeria is, but... For example. Yeah, for example. Foreshadow alert. Doom's <laughs> going to have an X-Men of his own in Latveria. Tag yourself. There's Rainbow Bird, Lightning Lass, and Red Eye from the last page. I'm just Latveria. <laughs> 
definitely foreshadowed the fuck because they mentioned Doctor Doom earlier. Yeah. Uh, and when you had Kam- Kamala going, are we in Germany? Are we in Austria? And we're like, no, yeah, you're not really any of those places. I was like, they're in Latveria. Of course they are. Of course. It was so obvious. But it was um, great. It's still a great reveal. still fun. Um, I'm glad to see Wolverine back. You know how I get mad when he's not helping the team. Yeah. It did. Well, no, I, was, I actually thought of you when I was reading the comic. I was just like, Ryan's going to be really happy about this one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But I did love that he was like, Hulk. why are you dressed like Ogun? Why do you have Ogun swords? And she's like, shut up. I'm my own person. Now. I love Remember that, that yeah. miniseries where she was like just randomly a ninja again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like. You should be less harsh. It was a nice little callback to yeah. like that terrible. Be scene. less ninja. Uh, be less ninja. Juggernaut's head got fucked up. I know. Oh, yeah. Firestar removed that IV. Uh, Clark, what drug do you think would keep a celestial down? I don't like, know. Like what? I never like. I just thought it was such a weird. Like, like what kind of fucking medicine does Orcus have that they could put somebody under for that long? I know when I had to take Clonopin for a while, I went crazy and was just like the sluggish nightmare that sat in a grocery you store think for it three was hours. Ex Clonopin, <laughs> no, it was probably it was probably Tylenol severe PM. <laughs> Premenstrual? Um, no, Prime Minister. Uh. One thing that I really enjoyed was Firestore. Uh, store. <laughs> keeping <laughs> it. Firestore. Fire um, I've heard of fire sales, but now I've heard of everything. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's the death of brick and mortar, guys. It's tough. <laughs> Every X-Men has to go. It's a fire sale. So her journey is, I, I've been toying back with if I like it or not. I really enjoy this <laughs> this specific issue because she just fucking blames Mystique. It's so <laughs> oh, smart. Yeah, it's when in doubt, like, if you're ever backed against a corner, be like, Mystique, Mystique did if it. If you check the records, it's twice Mystique. It is such – it's the best get-out-of-jail-free card. Mystique great. did it. It's it, great. That was actually fucking good writing and fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, this getting, is a really fun issue. Oh, also, um, fire, fire, pants on fire. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the, uh, she's a liar now. So fire store, fire store, <laughs> uh, store's on fire. <laughs> what? Is she going to come out, like, fucked up after yeah. this? I wish Firestar had been embedded much earlier yeah. I know. in this. This and is a Krakoa. good storyline that's gone so fast. With only four issues. Now, yeah. yeah, she's shoving, like, USB drives into people's mouths. Yeah. She takes a now. long I mean, time to talk to Juggernaut <laughs> while shoving a USB <laughs> card in his yeah. teeth. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Also, yeah. who uses those anymore? Also, do you know how long it takes to tap in Morse code that you're sorry and that you're Listen, trying to help? She is a boy <laughs> scout or girl scout. They're both scouts. Let them I do love what that. I love that backstory. my word. Words weren't kind, but I my touch was, and her words were like, "You're dumb," and I was like, "Be meaner." Yeah. I wish that we had had an X Men Unlimited about her, about oh, her being a double agent. Perfect. Because yeah. like when series. when they first you know showed like what was going to happen uh, at the Hellfire Gala, it reminded me a lot of this comic that Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips did in the 2000s called Sleeper, where you had a superpowered person basically yeah. being a double agent within this criminal syndicate, and I was like. Oh, so I good. cannot wait for this, and it's like it's it's definitely good. I just want more of it. Like I want mm-hmm. I want Fall of X to be longer than it has. That been. could really? happen. Oh, that yeah. could happen after though. Well, we could I could see that being one of the series after, just in the way that they sometimes wait yeah. for an event to happen and then they show stuff. It is funny yeah, how quickly we wanted I think Sins of Sinister to kind of wrap up so we could get back to the regular universe. This one I would love to see go. A I lot know. Longer. It's so yeah. Good. Uh, let's talk Scarlet Witch number 10. Steve Orlando, Sarah Pacelli, Wanda's newest foe, Hexfinder, reveals her origins and her power over Joseph. Hexfinder's sob story is that she's a descendant of witches that were ignored by witchcraft when they needed it most and slaughtered by Cathan's spawns. Uh, would you all rather be a witch or an alchemist? Yes. 
<laughs> Why'd I be a witch? I played uh, Final Fantasy X2. Or, and you could <laughs> you got you, both. <laughs> yeah, and I could do both. I could switch. And you have those dress fears, baby. You love. I uh, love those dress fears. You can like be a fairy or a princess. <laughs> I feel like alchemists have to do more math for some reason. Yeah, and you like, like math. No, I don't. She doesn't do. I a, love it. All she does is just touch things with this, her stick and go. Now you're now you're gold. Or now you're <laughs> yeah. b- uh, butterflies. But wouldn't you be a math magician if you had to do math? Ooh. Yes, I would. I, uh-uh. I think, but and with my low grade Mysterium. With, with witchcraft, witchcraft in this world, don't we have to sort of learn the spells and sort of know? So it's it's sort of a similar sort of thing. It's just it, like whatever. It's still it's schoolwork. It's schoolwork is what you're saying. It's more it's more showboaty to be a witch. You're right. So I would that. rather just be a mutant and gifted with power. Fair. <laughs> Uh, we also got Joseph Saab's story. He was recreated alchemically, so he was trapped in the real world, uh, trapped in real feelings in an unfeeling body. Kaylin, how does it feel to be unfeeling in a real body? Wow, are you my therapist or <laughs> my mother? <laughs> Speak on that. Because you're on kind that. of being both right now. I know. But uh, what did you guys think about Joseph's overall journey? In this I series? really enjoyed it very much. Um, it was really sad. Very, very super well done. Now very he's just a large, long-haired twink on a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> what, could, could someone explain that nope. more to me? I nope. didn't fully understand they what the fuck happened. They didn't explain it. We don't explain it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so. the end of One Tree Hill. You know what I mean? Do you remember that episode when that dog ate that guy's heart? heart? Yes, I've always seen Buzz. I've read too many fucking BuzzFeed. Dan's dog heart. Always, he was trying to get because he was going to die, and the dog just eats it. As far as this story goes, I think they kept Joseph around for a long enough amount of time that you care about what, where he came from and what he actually feels. And then Hexfinder as this kind of background villain that was disposed of in one issue yeah. fit the style of the the series where Wanda's just going through and Coming fucking and up people's shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so glad that she wasn't like permanently killed off. Yeah. yeah. So I, me being me, mm-hmm. we haven't seen Polaris yet after the Hellfire Gala and we know she's alive because they're like, remember when they when they talk to oh shit, what's that blue guy on on Araco? O- oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that I talk about all the time and I forgot his name. Anyways, you were mad at him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Lotos logos. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. The, the little <laughs> little fellow. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they he was like, How, do you know where Lorna is and do you know where Shiro is? And he didn't know who the fuck they were. Anyways, yes. she's mentioned here. And we know this takes place afterwards because, Joseph, they've talked about the gallon stuff. So, mm. like, she's just hanging out and checking out different minerals at the time. Like, she's not doing anything <laughs> but looking at minerals. She's just <laughs> out somewhere. Trends no one knows where she there. is, but she's looking at minerals. Yeah. I'm in. There we go. Um, pillow of life or death. Uh, after one sleep, you never sleep again. Or, like, you sleep, you, like, never have to sleep again. Or you die. Would you take that risk? What? what so, are the so he's, ref- he's, he's he's referring to the pillow. <laughs> Don't Darcy's, sleep or die. Darcy's hail mary, where she pulls out the pillow and says, "I've got the pillow of death, and if you touch it, you will die." And he's trying to make a game out of it. Okay. Pillow of death. After one sleep, you never have to sleep again, or you die. It's a fifty-fifty chance of of. No curing, sleep. curing, what? preventing you from having to sleep ever again, or it kills you. I say oh. a win either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might. I don't love sleep, Do you? <laughs> so I might take that risk. So wait, s- uh, first thing I'm doing, touching the pillow. Then if I'm dead, no, doing nothing else. But if I'm alive, pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, <laughs> Do you, you never die? 
No, you never sleep never again. I know, but sleep. but does that Still mean? Age. But does, does that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, the, yeah. the opposite is dying. I didn't know if the uh, you could die of a heart attack right after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, because you haven't slept in ages. Yeah. No sleep sounds nice, but I would still lay down and go. And a giant snot bubble would sleep on your back with your arms crossed in front of you. Upside down, like a bat. My coffin. You've got a long nightcap that every time you breathe, the little fuzzball at the end waves. I just would go next club, next club, next club. Yeah, just one comment. I've noticed this with like Jean Grey and this series. I just love that these really powerful like characters are able to maintain in the universe. They basically are being murdered left and or they could have been murdered yeah. left and right. They're so powerful that they can't they're basically unstoppable, but you can still have great stories that are surrounding them because that's how I think comics should be at this point and not just try to get them off the chessboard. So I love what this series is doing. Because she's so powerful. She can cure everything pretty fast, honestly. Well, I think this is what kind of the problem with the Shiro Moira thing versus like this is that you're here for the character development, the dialogue, the just interesting interactions between the characters in the story where so much of that big finale between Shiro and Moira was them just actually fighting and the conversation wasn't as interesting. They weren't learning. Like there was just, there's so much, he does such a great job, Steve, of bringing out the Scarlet Witch and like making the, even if the fights are like, she's obviously going to win. The dialogue is always very fun and very like tit for tat. Well, any of the things that. that are being thrown at Wanda are, I think, relatively more unique ways of approaching having actual powers, and so those those create room for you to believe that a character is in actual danger because it's a new way of new way of approaching attacking your hero. Um, in the last ten issues. Yeah, as we said, we have like different villains, different everything, every single issue. Do you want anyone to come back in the Quicksilver, um, Wander, like for <laughs> besides her? Um, no, I'm talking Joseph. about the villains and the weird storylines. Um, no, I of the yeah for the four issue Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch miniseries that comes out next year. I would like to see a true family reunion mm. where With like Magneto, Magneto and Magneto. and Polaris like, and they actually have a sit down conversation because we don't see that shit on we've panel. never seen all four of them together yeah, yeah that would be really fun. timing wise is it going to come out after the uh the rebirth or resurrection of magneto we'll have to hey, i think, I think it comes out before i think oh, it does. or isn't it like yeah it's about the same january, time isn't it? aren't they all january yeah. yeah okay all right that's it for comics as always we like to wrap up with a little something we call plug me daddy where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read seen heard experienced spooked about <laughs> and wanted to share with you uh. our little homos what has been going on in our lives that has inspired us guys anyone, I, anyone? I have a good spooksy one um right. it's currently on sale on pc it's been out for a while but i bought midnight suns which is the turn-based oh, yeah. rpg on the steam deck uh it's been a real fun but i can't wait to fucking play it more which is really fun i'm excited I watched my boyfriend play it on the PS5, and I was like, I want a handheld version, so I grabbed it. It's pretty cheap right now. What is it? It's uh, like it's turn-based. It's like a car. You basically play as the Midnight oh, Sun, so like Wolverine. It's been oh, out for okay, like a year. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But I've just started playing, and I would highly recommend picking it up while it's on sale. Didn't know if there was a different one. No, no, no. They actually are not going to make another one. It didn't sell very well, which sucks because it's. It, they even like have a whole ending where it leads into another like what could happen next Whoops. kind of thing. Yeah. Kaylin? Um, since I'm the concert going uh, member of Home Superior, yes, you are. Uh, I saw Depeche Mode uh, about a week and a half ago, and it was the seventh time I saw them live. Damn. 
The first time was bitch. 30 years ago. Oh, three my zero. oh, my God. Yeah, so they've been around for... Compare them. Uh, I mean, they're older. <laughs> um, but, you know, they did a nice job considering they're, like, in their 60s. And, you know, like, they, you know, they're not as spry as they used to be. But, like, they still, like, Dave Gahan's voice still sounds great. Martin Gore's voice still sounds great. Uh, Dave Gahan can still, like, dance in a very <laughs> weird, say, goofy it. way, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd fuck him. Why not, you know? I mean, just for the story. Starbucker. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, definitely there was a... Uh, they definitely played some of their new stuff, and everyone's just like, just get to your classics. Mm. Come on, come on. Because, like, the new album is fine, but everyone's there to hear Personal Jesus yeah. and enjoy the silence and never let me down again. Um, but it was a fun show. I'm really glad I went. Nice. Cool. Uh, <coughs> My Plug Me Daddy is for a Netflix show with that was released with almost zero fanfare. I don't think I saw a trailer for it. They just released it. Uh, it is the anime uh, Pluto, uh, which yes. is based off of the Fantastic. Mm-hmm. manga of the same name. We've all seen it. You don't need to talk about it. Okay. Well, don't spoil it. I, I haven't seen, seen it yet, so I want to uh, watch it. I did not know what the premise was it uh, premise of it was uh, before watching it, and I was delightfully surprised. I think it's great. It has a lot of robots in it. <gasps> That's not a spoiler. <gasps> <laughs> but it's so much better than Westworld is oh God, the big yeah. takeaway for me. So the uh, the manga it's based on is very good, and the creator also did a great manga series called Monster. So oh, if you're ever looking yeah. to re- read a very good uh, like suspenseful manga, it's very much like um, like the fu- like sort of fugitive esque, like as in the movie with Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of goes off in its I own direction. I believe the an- that anime monster. It's only subbed, but I think that's on Netflix as well. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. I never saw the anime. I've been but keep the- meaning to watch it, but I'm always like, Ugh, I can't. I gotta watch the dub because I gotta do other work, <laughs> do other stuff while I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my plug this week is something that both spooked me and made me feel nostalgic. Um, I have been listening to the Audible of the Woman in Me. By Britney Spears, <laughs> New York Haunted. Time Haunted. bestseller. Is she wait? Is she reading she, it to people too? Is she? Is well, it? I'm so glad you asked, Caitlin. Right. Um, she had Michelle Williams. Amazing. <laughs> Re- I just love the fact that she was like, y- you know who sounds like me, Michelle. <laughs> so outrageous. Because and she talks about it in the prologue. She says, "This is too emotional for me, so I have to have." One of my closest friends, Michelle Williams, read this for I me. Didn't and, friends. and baby, she's in a lot of weird car accidents early in life. <laughs> <laughs> Actual car accidents? Car, uh, yeah, some very debilitating ones. Yeah, oh, it's Jesus. really strange. Um, uh, it's a <clears throat> fascinating story, and um, ultimately kind of sad, and you feel bad for her at the end of the day. But it's a wild ride, honestly. Not to go back to the car crashes, but Clark, what do you got? <laughs> Um, mine is so Peacock just today, November first, started a new series of Love Island, and it's called <gasps> Love Island, the Love Island Games, and Ooh. it is five different countries. There's characters from the UK, <laughs> characters re- stars from the UK one, the uh, US one, the Australian one, Sweden, and um, France, and it is wild and crazy and weird and hilarious. It's an hour and a half long. This w- just this one episode, and I uh-huh. did not want to watch this shitty X Men episode afterwards. I was like. <laughs> dragging my way through because the other thing was so fucking good the cliffhanger is wild it is a it's it's every single it's 17 episodes six day, six days a week uh, Jesus all the Christ. way Christ. yeah it's so good it's so good 
This I is was like very their, surprised. I thought it was gonna take be dumb. On Bachelor in Paradise, right? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking good. That's great. Watch party. Sometimes I feel like the Swedish one's fantastic. The shows that Clark describes, there's a non-zero chance it could be entirely made up, and he's just trying to see what he <laughs> can get past us. I'll know because I'll, I'll no, seek it out. No, it's it's 800 countries, and they're all competing <laughs> to see who is the most island of all the lovers. It's a lot of different planets on this. Yeah, Antarctica yeah. wins every time. And too. I'm like, I don't know. They are, they they do love money enough to make that TV show. <laughs> Uh, that's been our episode. Uh, we've been Homo Superior. You can check us out on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. You should also check out Progressively Horrified uh, wherever podcasts are found. Adam and I are there, the two best podcasters in the middle of this sentence. Uh, <laughs> so uh, give us a listen. Give your, tell, tell us your friends about us. Have, we hope you had a happy Halloween. Uh, All right, time to bye. Go to bed, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! You've been helping me, quote unquote, all episode, and I'm up to I'm up to here with it. So goodbye, little homos. And the word of the day is exegesis. Bye, bye. exegesis.